time now for drawing a blank. Okay. Kawhi Leonard dropped 30 points in Team LeBron's win, which earned the Claw All-Star Game MVP honors. Let's open it up to the entire weekend, Doug. The best performance during All-Star Weekend was blank. I'm going Derek Jones Jr. Okay, and, and here's my logic behind it. Um, from Saturday night into Sunday into today, if we're going to talk about the dunk contest, it's going to be Aaron Gordon got robbed again. But it, it, it somehow marginalizes how amazing this guy was. Right. Right? Like, right. The, the call was for those two to split maybe the dunk contest, which yeah. I don't love either. But, like, look, he won. And no one's saying that he's not a filthy, incredible dunker. I'll go with... I'll go with uh, Derek Jones. I don't disagree with what you said because he is ridiculous. But I'm going with Aaron Gordon. <laughs> this to me and Zach Levine, it was the same thing with Zach Levine. Yeah. Zach Levine was incredible, but I thought Aaron Gordon should have won the contest. So this guy has, to me, two of the best dunk contest performances ever. Maybe two of the top five. Yeah. And, no and has not won one yet. <laughs> can, can I, let me just make a statement that I think we're, we're, we're burying a little bit. Dunks should not all be nines and tens, right? Like some dunks are fives. Like if I was to give oh, a five, okay. you're like, whoa, 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 five, Gottlieb, you know, you, you could barely dunk when you played. Like, okay, <laughs> but we're judging on a different scale. These are the greatest dunkers on earth. For them, five is like about average. All right. Right. They can all do it. I've so, got another uh, it's like possible we, we have correction. To be, we've got a Russian judge over here. Yeah, I'm going to save it for later. Yeah, it for later. No, like we need a Simon Cowell there. There should That's be something need. different. You're right. right about that. Well, now that All-Star Weekend is over, the final playoff push has begun. In the West, teams are going to battle to knock off LeBron and the Lakers. So, Broussard, the team most likely to challenge the Lakers in the West is Blake. Oh, there, there's no question. It's the Clippers. I think it's a two-team race in the West. Clippers, Lakers. I think the Clippers have the edge. I think they're the favorite. But I give the Lakers a shot. But, yeah, it's the Clippers. The perimeter defense is crazy. They got that tenacious dog mentality. I think they're tougher than the Lakers. I've said the Lakers are Hollywood and Beverly Hills. The Clippers are Compton and Watts. And it might matter. Wow. They went Compton and Watts. I'm just I'm You just, could have gone Compton and Long Beach together, but yeah. that, that would have been, been the OBC. Watts is more, Watts is more, Watts is more <laughs> 70s, but okay. Um, Still rugged. I would, I, would, I would go Clippers as well. I don't think anybody would challenge that. Um, I do think it's interesting that the perception of the Clippers in terms of toughness, and then you look at the defensive analytics, and they tell you the Lakers are actually the better defensive team. But they're on a collision course. Um, the, the possible derailment outside the Clippers and Lakers are injuries to either. Right. But when the Clippers have the sitting finals MVP and now the sitting all-star game MVP, and, you know, not just Paul George, but a culture of toughness and competitiveness, and they've beaten the Lakers every time they've seen them right. so far this year, mm -hmm. the Clippers are the biggest challenger. Okay. And they want the Lakers. Yes. Don't you, they, yes. They, they like. Yes. They, they want all they the want smoke. They want, the, they want all the smoke. More than the Lakers. All the smoke. Them. All right. No we're on to the East, where Giannis has led his Bucks to the best record in the Eastern League. So, Doug, the team most likely to challenge the Bucks in the East is Blake. I, I want to say Sixers. I, I want to. Okay. Because in our minds, like NBA teams, biggest stars are always right. at, at the end of the playoffs, right? I think it's the Celtics, though. I think, wow. I mean, I watched that, and maybe I'm too taken by Jason Tatum having 39 against the Clippers in the last he game. He was the before. best player on the court. Right, and he's only 21 years old, but they, they've been close. They've been to the Eastern Conference Finals before, going back two years ago. I think their chemistry is better. I think their defense is better. And I think those younger guys, and 
Like, we're underselling Gordon Hayward being back. He was a legit right. Western Conference All-Star before he broke his leg. I think they have a better team than the 76ers, and I'm not a buyer in a postseason Raptors. I think regular season Raptors is great. I'll go Celtics' biggest chance. I was going to say, I'm not mad at you for picking the Celtics. I wouldn't have been mad at you for picking the Raptors, but I'm going with the Sixers. Okay. Because I do think they are the most talented team in the East. You know, top seven-ish. Yes. Most talented team in the East. Embiid and Simmons, I think, look, last year it worked to a large degree because J.J. Reddick was there to spread the floor. Now you brought in Alec Burks and Glenn Robinson Jr. to spread the floor. They changed the starting lineup, took Horford out of it right before the All-Star break. I think that'll help. We'll see who they start. Will they keep Korkmaz in there as a start? He had zero points. He was coming off 65 points in in his last two games, had zero as a starter. But... I think if you get shooting out there and spread the floor, it can work to a large degree. I've got a lot of questions about him still. Yes. Because Ben Simmons, especially in the fourth quarter, you have to put him on the box to have somebody guard him. And that forces Embiid out by the three-point line. Embiid brought that up himself. But that's a problem because now his biggest strength I can't use. Right. So they got some issues, but I still think they may get it together. They won three straight, two of them against Memphis and the Clippers. They're great at home. They've beaten the top four teams in each conference at home. So they're tough at home. If they play well on the road in the second half of the season, I will begin to believe in them. Well, speaking of the Sixers, Joel Embiid said, quote, it's going to work between him and Ben Simmons. Well done. Okay, we're good. (laughs) (laughs) JoJo says it, then it's lost. That could lead to an unlikely Tyler run. So, Chris, we're going to go back to you. The dark horse to win the the NBA Finals is... Well, if I'm being honest, I don't think there is one. I think it's going to be one of three teams. I think it's Milwaukee, the Clippers, or the Lakers. All right? Mm -hmm. I'd be absolutely floored. If, you know, barring major injuries, if there was anybody else that won the championship. However, I'll go with, since I said Philadelphia before, I don't think they're a huge dark horse. So I would go with Toronto. I hear you, you don't believe in them because, you know, who's going to lead them? Siakam, is he on that level as a star? But I think Nick Nurse does a terrific job. And you've seen these guys up close, Doug. They play so hard. That's part of why they're being successful. Now, everybody will play that hard in the playoffs, right. but I just think they if I have to pick a dark horse, I'm going to go with them. Okay. Uh, we can get in Toronto whenever you want, but let's just go dark horse. Houston Rockets. I, I thought about that, Houston too. Rockets. And I'm not mad at that. Uh, it just Look, everyone's trying to play small ball, and... They've they've decided instead of having Giannis as their guy who's the non-shooter creator, they're going to have Russell Westbrook. And then they have James Harden, who's as good a one-on-one offensive basketball player as we've seen. Now, they don't have any rim protection, but they're trading three for two. And so far, it's working. And with all the size you're talking about, I know they wouldn't face Philadelphia unless it was the finals or whatever. But with all the size the Lakers have, it's really hard for Anthony Davis and even LeBron James to cover any or both be on the floor at the same time because neither are truly as comfortable covering out on the perimeter. Like, who does who does LeBron guard? Who does LeBron guard in that? That's why they struggle against They him. would put, well, you got Tucker, probably AD. Right, the AD Tucker. guards there. So who does LeBron guard? LeBron yeah, is not. Covington, maybe. Yeah, but he's, that, just, he's just not comfortable. He, he likes to kind of play center field and, and use his brain, not use his lateral agility because it's not there as much. They're just hard to cover. So do you give them a legitimate shot of winning the West or, or at least beat no, the Lakers? The question is dark horse. Dark horse. Okay. Dark horse. <laughs> okay. That's why, that's why, he's not saying you're going to be very convincing. <laughs> well, okay, like, look, like you gonna, really think they got a, a legit shot? I think they're going to upset somebody in the playoffs. I think somebody you're going to look and you're like, <clears throat> no way Denver beats them. Like, okay. 
Jokic against uh, right, right. You know, Jokic against that. And that, Utah, like, same thing. It's the, a, the, it's, the style offensively and defensively has a chance to work. Just in a, in a smaller sample size. Moving on to MVP as it stands. <coughs> reigning MVP Giannis is the heavy favorite to repeat as MVP this season. But anything can happen down the stretch. So, Doug, the player most likely to challenge Giannis for MVP is? Oh, I think LeBron James is the MVP of the league so far. Really? And it's not because I'm sitting here and, like, all of a sudden wow. Nick has power over me. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But Nick but, sits there normally. But, but we do play sports to win sports. And I get that Giannis's team has the best record, right? Okay, but... But the turnaround for the Lakers is incredible. I just we're forgetting at the last year's last regular season game, Magic Johnson resigned. Surprised everybody. Yeah, yeah. Okay, coaches fired. There's thoughts LeBron might want to go elsewhere. There's all this other kind of drama going on, and now they're the best team in the West. Like for all the little things that he's done, pumping up the ego of Anthony Davis, uh, you know, making them into the best defensive team in the in the West. I I think LeBron James has been the most valuable. Giannis has been a better player. There are better players in the NBA. LeBron has been the most valuable. LeBron's been phenomenal. There's no doubting that. But I, I think it's Giannis. And, it, well, I think Giannis is going to win it going away, at least at this point, if things continue as they have. I think LeBron is second. I mean, Luka's been hurt, and Dallas is, what, sixth seed, fifth seed in the West. Kawhi disqualifies himself for these awards by sitting out 20-something games, you know, just for low management. And I see no one else to challenge. So I got LeBron second. But it's kind of LeBron benefited from this early in his career in Cleveland. There's no second star. LeBron, you're right, they've improved tremendously, but you also added Anthony Davis. And so just like Shaq and Kobe used to do, you kind of cancel each other out because they're both so great. I think LeBron will fall victim to that. Giannis, Chris Middleton's his second star. He's really good, but he's not like a perennial, you know, superstar type guy. So I think Giannis, with, the numbers are phenomenal. The record is phenomenal. The analytics are phenomenal. And then he's got no second star helping him do it. So I think it's Giannis by a huge margin. We talk about physical fitness a lot, but there's another side to the game that's just as important. I'm talking about mental fitness. Calm, the number one app for sleep and meditation, has now teamed up with LeBron James to help you train your mind. LeBron and Calm know that your mind is like any other muscle in your body, and Calm can help you train your brain so you sleep better, so you have less stress, so you perform at your best. For LeBron James, sleep is an important part of his mental fitness routine. He says, getting good sleep and finding time to rest is one of the most valuable things I can do for my body and mind. And if you head to calm.com sports 40, you'll get 40% off a Calm premium membership. With Calm, you have access to the nature scenes LeBron loves and so much more like sleep stories and meditations. For a limited time, our listeners can join LeBron in using Calm with a 40% discount to an annual membership at calm.com sports 40. Unlock content to help you focus, ease stress, and sleep better. Get started at calm.com sports 40. That's com.com slash sports 40.
<laughs> Back to the NFL for some more on Tom Brady. We just talked about the Raiders showing interest in TB12, but according to Mike Reese, there has been no movement in talks between Brady and the Patriots. So, Doug, do you still think Brady stays with the Pats? I don't. I don't. And mm. I've talked to a bunch of people in the NFL, and they all have, they've all said, I've talked to somebody close to him, and they kind of have this is, maybe it's this, maybe it's that. Mm -hmm. And I do think that it's going to be really difficult for him to leave and it's, it's like, you know, when you're in your 30s or 40s, learning a new language. That's right. basically what you're doing. Either he's going to have to teach his new system to somebody else or they're going to have to blend their system with his and his verbiage. I think it'll be really hard. But when you stop talking, when you stop having conversations, that's when relationships end in real life. That's when business relationships ends as well. When I hear that the Patriots and Tom Brady aren't talking, I don't think that's a good sign. I think this relationship feels like it's over. Yeah, look, I, I do think he'll be back. I mean, you know, who knows? You're seeing all types of reports. I think there's a 70% chance. If I had to go 7, 1 through 10, I'd say a 7 that he's back in New England. Because what's the alternative for New England? Jared Stidham, I mean, unless he's much better than we know. Because you look at the legendary quarterbacks who've all left. Joe Montana. Well, Steve Young was there. Peyton Manning. Well, Andrew Luck was coming in. You know, Brett Favre. Well, Aaron Rodgers was there. I don't think Bill Belichick wants to go through a season without a quarterback that he knows can get it done unless he has to. And that's why I think ultimately the best play for both of these teams, for Brady and for the Patriots, is that he's back in New England. Look, they were 12-4 and four last year. I know they might not have been as good as the record. However, they beat Pittsburgh with Ben Roethlisberger. They beat Buffalo, a playoff team, twice. They beat Philadelphia. They beat Dallas. They played Tennessee closer than Baltimore did in the playoffs. So if my biggest thing, and I think Brady, everybody's talking about the money. Does he want 30-plus million? He wants, you know, the, I think it's more about respect, and I think it's more about, getting him some weapons because Brady knows as it's evident to all of us at 43 years old he can no longer carry mediocre talent he used to he's done that most of his career other than Randy Moss and Gronkowski now he can't do it if I'm the Patriots and I don't know if it's possible financial and all that I would love to see if I'm them I'm going after AJ Green and I'm going after Hunter Henry and I'm bringing back Tom Brady and I think if you could bring in even one of those guys Brady would take, especially A.J. Green, I think he'd take a little bit less than market value. His market value is 34. I think he'd take a little less if you're going to give me some talent okay, and well, we can win. Th there's, like, look, if you can get A.J. Green, you can get, and you can go out and get a Hunter Henry so you have a tight end and a wide receiver to go with an aging Edelman and some of their other players and help Nikhil Harry, hope Nikhil Harry right. figures it out in year Stays two. healthy. For yeah, okay, th that makes some sense. But you're mentioning the... The, basically the ego of Tom Brady. Like, hey, I want some respect here, okay? I want better players. I want a little bit better pay. I think there's a certain Bill Belichick, I want some respect too. Because yes, they were 12 and four. Yes, they weren't as good as their record. Yes, they actually played Tennessee close and Tennessee had to shrink the game yep. by you know running off a bunch of clock instead of punting the football because they didn't want to give it to Brady. But the truth is that what was inept about the offense wasn't just the talent, it's also Tom Brady. He is a mediocre quarterback. Medi the, the definition of mediocre is average. He's an average starting quarterback now. He now, was last year. <clears throat> yes, and he's not going to get better. Well, if he gets better get weapons, though. 
A lot of it, uh, I, I, it's an opinion. I think a lot of his problems last year were he didn't have the weapons. I think and it's, it's, QBR and yards per game, he was better than Aaron Rodgers. Okay, but he didn't have a Devontae Adams or an Aaron is, Jones. Part of the reason is the schedule that they the, the you know they play. They played an easier schedule. They played a terrible that. division, which has helped propel them for all these years. And they played a relatively easy schedule when they played the good teams. They did beat the Cowboys, but it wasn't because their offense. They had to. They had double passes and trick plays and block punts. They had to cover up the fact that their offense stunk. And yes, I will agree with you. The weaponry wasn't good, right? You had two star wide receivers who both imploded. If you had Antonio right. Brown on that team, that's a good team that might win a Super Bowl. Okay, and that's not Brady's fault. On the other hand. Part of the reason that they were mediocre was Tom Brady isn't, as you point out, able to carry the team. Nobody's open, but he can no longer throw guys right. open. And so if I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm Bill Belichick and I'm like, wait, we won 12 games last year with an average quarterback. There are other average quarterbacks from Andy Dalton to Marcus Mariota, and he has Stidham in his system. I'm not saying it's the smart move, but the ego in Belichick may be, hey, he wasn't, he's Tom Brady all time, but he's no longer Tom Brady. And I don't need Andy Dalton to be prime uh, Tom Brady in order to win a championship. I just need him to be as good as Brady was last year and surround him with the supporting talent that Brady wants. If Brady's ego says, I gotta go do my own thing, then I think Belichick's ego will say, fine, I can win without you. You're, yeah. So you're saying both of these guys have, have egos. So they want to see if they can do it without them. Yes. But isn't there something to Tom Brady? He's going now. He's learning a new system. He's learning a whole new team, working with John Gruden as opposed to Bill Belichick, who's been with forever. And on the same side, Belichick now having to train a new guy. I mean, these guys have been together for so long, and they've got to be so in sync on the field that for either one of them, the breakup and having to like learn a whole new system or train a whole new system, a whole new guy, it's got to be difficult. Yeah, I mean, look, it's, it's a marriage. And you're trying to figure out if you stay together for the kids, or you know, or you kind of go and do, and then and then you want to you go and you're with a new you with somebody new, and you're like, wait, you put your toothbrush on what side, and you like right. you've been married so long, I sleep on this side, you sleep on that side. No, I do it a different way. I think that's that's the problem. On the other hand, it's two guys who've been really successful. They've both been told they're great. They're the greatest ever. You got the greatest coach ever. And I don't know if you know this. I mean, pretty sure you do because you work around guys and you're married to a guy. But guys have egos. And sometimes the ego says like, hey, I can. People will say, well, Belichick's never won without Brady. Okay, and I'll show you. Mm -hmm. And then Brady's like, well, you've never won outside New England. Okay, well, I'll show you. And I think at some point that may drive a wedge between them because everyone's pulling them apart. You know, Alex Guerrero, you don't need Bill Belichick. We got TB12, we'll be fine. I think the ego could end up ru ruining the end of this legacy. Look, Belichick's gonna do this eventually. He's gonna, he's gonna get the chance to win without Tom Brady. In the next two years from now, maybe it's this year, but maybe it's two years, three years from now, whatever. He will continue coaching and have to win without Tom Brady. Brady doesn't have to make that adjustment. And, and again, it, we had Greg Jennings, uh, I did Undisputed with him last week. He said, look, you never want to leave. You never want to go to a new system. When you've been in a place for seven years, 10 years, in this case, 20 years, you don't want to have to go and learn a new system. And it may not be pretty. As much as I like Tom Brady, as much as I think he's the GOAT, as much as I think he has left in New England if they bring him the weapons, 
It may not be pretty if he goes elsewhere. It, it may not, but Favre left, and he had he got to the NFC Championship yeah. game. Okay, Joe Montana, his hero, his you know iconic figure, Played left, well in Kansas went to the City. AFC Championship game. Randall Cunningham, you know, he with the Minnesota Vikings, they go to the NFC Championship game. So we've we've seen other quarterbacks do this. Peyton Manning, right. even on his last leg, won a Super Bowl, but before that, threw 50 touchdown passes in Denver. He was got, great in Denver. Got, they got were younger though. They were younger. Right. So, like, but but at, they at some point. Like, if you look at Peyton, his last year, which was horrible, even when he won the Super Bowl in Denver, yes. 9 TD, 17 picks. Yep. The year before that, he was great. 39 touchdowns, no, 4,700. That's what I'm saying. We don't know it, Bray. It might happen in week three yes. this year. He's got nothing left. And if that happens somewhere else, people are going to say, oh, it was Belichick. If it happens in New England, it was age. Long day at work, tough day at school, still stuck at the office? Treat yourself to the meal you deserve on demand from your favorite restaurant. Restaurants come to you with DoorDash. DoorDash connects you to all your favorite restaurants in your city. Ordering is easy. Just use the DoorDash app and choose what you want to eat and your dasher will bring it to you, wherever you are. Not only is that burger place you love on DoorDash already, but over 310,000 other amazing restaurants are too. DoorDash connects you with door-to-door delivery in over 3,300 cities and all 50 states across the United States and Canada. Order from your local go-tos or choose from your favorite chains like Chipotle, Wendy's, Chick-fil-A, and the Cheesecake Factory. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code FTF. That's $5 off your first order when you download the DoorDash app from the App Store and enter promo code FTF. Again, that's promo code FTF for $5 off your first order from DoorDash. Back to the show. Back here on First Things First, where the Astros cheating scandal continues to make news. Yesterday, Commissioner Rob Manfred discussed his thought process when deciding whether or not to strip Houston of their 2017 World Series. Take a listen. Once you have a situation in which the 2017 World Series will always be looked at as something different, whether or not you put an asterisk or ask for the trophy back, it just, you know... I don't think it makes that much difference. I think we did what we should do. That was we found the facts and we were transparent about them. Last, once you go down that road of changing what happens on the field, I just don't know how you decide where you stop. So, Doug, would it make any difference if the Astros were stripped of their championship to you? Yes, yes. I think it would have been an extremely harsh and uh, extremely um, thought-provoking stance for any commissioner to take. And really, really hard to do, right? Mm-hmm. Because you got an owner who just bought into Major League Baseball, spends, you know, billion dollars of his own money to get in on it, finally wins a World Series for the town. You're like, yeah, we're going to take that back because of a scandal that, by all, by all accounts, you didn't know anything about. But the way in which Houston has handled it is embarrassing, especially the owner, Jim Crane. Um, but I, I think that Manford's big mistake was undervaluing that even if it's just symbolic, that's kind of what we're looking for, right? He knows he, he 
To Carl Ravitch, he said he can't just take back a piece of metal, and people are focusing on that. Mm -hmm. But it is just a piece of metal, but it, it's symbolic. Like, you cannot continue to award a championship to somebody who got it under these means no, and, and was and was caught. Sorry. It doesn't mean you have to give it to the Dodgers. It doesn't mean you have to give the, you know, the, the ALCS to the Yankees. It just means that even if you put an asterisk by it, that symbolic gesture is enough for people to go, hey, oh yeah, 17. That was when they were stealing signs. Because I do think without that, without that asterisk, this eventually does go away in four, five, ten years. Do you? Oh, look, I'm with you. I've been saying since the invest the report came came out, they should vacate the title. Don't give it to the Dodgers. I don't even think the Dodgers want it under these circumstances. But vacate the title. That's real punishment. There's three reasons. Number one, this PR nightmare that baseball is having, you wouldn't be having it if you vacated the title because people are upset because the players cheated and they've gotten away with it. They have gotten away with it. If I rob a bank and get a million dollars and I get caught and I say, I'm sorry, but I get to keep the million dollars, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm okay they didn't with that. say they're sorry. Well, they, there you and go they, right and, there. And, and if they're some bank of them, robbers, some of them if they're it, bank robbers, they, they would eventually. say, that's some not really how I got the money. Okay, that's not, that's not really how I got the money. That's what they're saying. Look, what, what happened with Mark, Rob Manfred, frankly, this has happened before in professional sports. When, when, when Roger Goodell laid down a two-game suspension, to uh, Ray Rice for domestic violence. Okay, at the time, that was actually the longest suspension in the history of the NFL. Like now we look at it like, man, what right. a joke, right? But yeah. we have to remember at the time, he laid down the longest suspension ever been given to a sitting player for domestic violence. Then the video comes out and he, be, because he didn't overpunch, then they smartly created this commissioner's exemption list, right? The NFL got smart, they're like, Suspended, in, it's like Miles Garrett. He was suspended indefinitely, right? Suspended for six mm -hmm. games, mm -hmm. then quietly gets reinstated last week. Rob Manfred, okay, by, and, and look, he had the best of intentions. They did a thorough investigation. They were transparent. They're like, here, we've never handed down a fine like this, $5 million. That's the, the maximum GM is good. That that's the, the maximum which, agreement which is, allows. Which is nothing to that owner. I, again, though, I mean, but, 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 but based upon what's written in the CBA, remember, when this was written in the CBA, franchises were worth, you know, 120, no, 150, I, I get all that. right? Now they're worth a billion dollars. So, so I, I, here's what he didn't, I don't think he saw coming and nobody, everyone knew that Twitter would hate it. Everyone knew that social media would say it's too soft, that you need to vacate it. But the, the MLBPA is one of the great unions in our country in terms of being right. united, right? And we're in, they're in the, the middle of a negotiation where they're trying to get the new CBA done. And you're seeing fellow players come out and crush the Astros. Like you've never, this has never happened in the history of baseball. And it didn't happen in the steroid era. Steroid era, right. they didn't call out each other during the time. And think about afterwards. that, because Manfred has said the reason he didn't punish the players is because you knew you'd get a fight from the union. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe you wouldn't have, because as you said, members of the yes. union are crushing that. I also think this, look, ultimately, if you vacate the title, we want these players to ultimately be able to move on from this. At least I do. As, as much as I'm against what they did, I want Altuve and Verlander and, and all these Bregman to eventually be able to move on if they're really sorry and are showing remorse. You could do that if you vacate the title. Because now they'll never be able to move on no. as long as we look at them as they got this championship that they should not have gotten. The third reason I think they should have done it is it's a deterrent. 
Now, yes. every other, there were articles where the majority of owners in the, it was anonymous, but the majority of owners in the MLB or GM said that they thought the majority of owners in the MLB would do what they did, the Astros did, if they were going to get a title. Hmm. And you live with the, oh, they cheated, they're, you know, right. this and that. Because as you said, maybe in four to ten years, it's going to go away. But you still have that championship. This, there's, look, college, when we look at college sports, Doug, and players get punished and get Heisman trophies taken away and things like that, it's typically for something off the field. Money from a booster, money from an agent, whatever. It's not something that affected the field of play, the game. This actually affected the game. And for Crane, the owner of the Astros, to say, I, I, I don't think it affected the game. And I can't remember which player said we won it fair and square. You didn't win it fair and square. Mm -hmm. There's no question you didn't win it fair and square. They should not have that championship. It's, it's easy to me. Well, it's simple. No, look, and, and, and I'm not giving Rob Manfred a total pass because I, I do think that some of this could have been avoided with some of the things he said. And again, we both agree on they should have punished the players. And the best way to punish the players is to either vacate or put an asterisk by the title. But the, the players and the Astros did a lot of this to themselves based upon the fact that now you can't really apologize, right? Because your first apology is the one we remember, <laughs> and, right? And and when you and they basically said, sorry, not sorry. Right. 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 They said, maybe yeah, I'm sorry, not and, sorry. Right. That's exactly what they said. They, hey, I'm, they, they basically did the, hey, Why I'm aren't sorry. Why they sorry? Because they sorry still have offended. the championship. No, but, but they're saying, I'm sorry if you were offended by what right, I said. Right, right, right. They're not saying, yeah, I'm sorry that I offended you. <laughs> that's what they're doing. None of them have come out and said, yes, we use this. Yes, it helped us. The, the denial that it helped them is comical. As any thank Major you. League Baseball well, player. You. Carlos Correa did say it helped us. It gave us an Right, advantage. but, but Carlos Correa is, is the one coming. that said we won it fair and square. And then he goes through, and he, he's brilliant, he goes through chapter and verse every play that they scored on against the Dodgers, but he fails to mention, like, well, we can't steal signs because we're running on second. How'd the guy get on second? And oh yeah, by the way, like, you mean to tell me it didn't help you the entire year to put you in position to win all those games, to have home, home field in the AL? Obviously not in the NL because that was decided by the All-Star game. Whatever. Um, so, I, you know, Correa on, on one hand said, yeah, it did help. On the other hand, he says, we want it fair and square. So th those two statements contradict. You say that. people are going to get over this in four years and that, that, that there needs to be an asterisk on this. There is an asterisk. The asteroids. There is not an Rick, asterisk Rick. on it, but people aren't going to forget. Nobody's forgotten about the Black Sox scandal. Right. Nobody had to vacate a title. There's no precedent in Major League Baseball. This is what Mom, Rob Manfred said. There's no precedent for vacating a title. And he goes on precedent as a commissioner. There's a so great responsibility there. Different times have changed. I don't think you should have just went on precedent. I get that, but do you think you don't think it should have been vacated? No, I I'm on the fence about that. I I, I, I see mean, the you argument. You get punished. Both I, I just saw wrong. But what I'm get saying, the reason I'm saying is it doesn't punished. necessarily well, the, the have to be vacated is because it's there. Everyone sees it as an asterisk. Whether you see an asterisk on Barry Bonds' records or not, everyone sees it as an asterisk. Everyone's going to see the 2017 no, World Series I, I just, with an asterisk because there's all this over over the over the World no, Series I trophy. Agree. And I you won't be able to. Baseball can't move on from it. This is all we're talking about and all we're going to be talking about if you just take away the title now we can move on i i i, I don't i look <laughs> the, the the san francisco giants lost in 
uh, was it 2000 in the World Series? Like nobody goes, had the Giants won. They won in 2000. But- uh, no, uh, which was the year they, they that was, then the Angels win in 2000? Anyway. 2002. 2002, excuse me. So had they won in 2002, no one would go back and say, well, they should have had an asterisk by it. Even if Barry Bonds had an asterisk by his name. I just think we've, we do have a tendency to gloss over and move on if there's, there, you're right, there's no other asterisk. Mm-hmm. It doesn't exist. Right. In college sports, we take down the banners. And again, it's a symbolic gesture, but that's what's missing, as well as some form of suspension for players. And because you didn't do it, what's baseball also famous for? Vigilante justice. And now you're sitting there going like, all right, which one of these guys is going to get plunked right. by which by which player? I mean, wait, wait till they play each other. Yeah. In or out? Great guy. Starting with Tom Brady, the Raiders reportedly planning to offer the QB a two-year, $60 million deal. So, Broussard, are you in or out on the Raiders being Super Bowl contenders with Tom Brady under center? I'm out. Super Bowl contender? Playoff contender? Contender. Mm -hmm. Not saying they definitely make it. I'm in on that. But Super Bowl contender, no. I Look, they need receivers, but like you said, maybe they'll get that help in the draft. The defense gave up 26 points a game. That was the bottom 10 in the league. Pass defense was poor. Uh, they got a lot of more work to do other than just getting a quarterback. Yes, but I, I think I'm, I'm in, and I'll, I'll tell you why. Uh, on Super Bowl contenders, contenders, okay. This, if Brady goes to the Raiders, again, this is the scenario, right? That means he doesn't go to the Chargers. Uh, you know, I have questions about the Chargers and can they re-sign Hunter Henry? Can they get a – who's going to be their quarterback? I mean, Terod Taylor? I don't think Denver's there. Obviously, Kansas City's great, but there is a Super Bowl hangover possibility. I look around the AFC and I tell them who else is there. And you think about Gruden. He's done this before. And, by the way, two years ago he trades away his best player, gets two first-round picks, and people think he's crazy. Mm-hmm. Then he trades away Amari Cooper and gets a first-round pick, and people think he's crazy. Now you go – but if he had a Tom Brady to go along with Jacobs, to go along with some of the other talent, maybe they'll have a great home go. field advantage. Not me. You go. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea. I think it does work. It is so intriguing. So winning the division? How about this idea? Wild card, obviously. Contenders. Antonio okay. Brown saying he plans to meet with teams at the NFL Combine in order to make his comeback to the league. Doug, are you in or out on AB being a top three wide receiver next season if, and this is a big if, he returns? That's, I'm out. Out. <laughs> oh, we, we've, we're actually, there should be a sign on the wall at the like the NFL headquarters, like how many days without an Antonio Brown incident? Right. Well, I think we're at like 14 days, <laughs> which, is, which is which is great. amazing. People forget, like he still has to be cleared by the commissioner, and like the off the field stuff is legit and concerning, and it's in an area now that no one wants uh, in their locker room. In addition to the fact that. You just don't know what you're getting. He, he wasn't honest with the Raiders in terms not just of the foot problem, but of some of the off-the-field issues. Right. And then when he goes to the Patriots, clearly he didn't tell them about these other lawsuits that were coming. That doesn't make anybody happy. I, I don't think he plays next year. I'm not sure he plays again. He appears to be a complete personal train wreck who's now saying all kinds of things, whatever it takes to get back in the league. I don't think you can be a top five wide, top three wide receiver if you're not on a team. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm out on this. Now, look, if I'm being optimistic, I'm looking at AB's last two weeks. You're right, because two weeks for him is a long time. I mean, two days is a long time not to backtrack some of his apologies. So I... At best case scenario, I'm saying finally, finally, he has seen this stuff is catching up with me. 
hopefully he's woke up. Now, I think he needs to see some people and talk to some people and things like that. But I, I'm with you, Doug. He may never even play in the NFL I just, again. I, I just, and even if he does get on the team, look, why, why did he mess it up in Oakland? All he had to do was play and get his $30 million. Why did he mess it up in New England? He couldn't even stay, what, a couple weeks? Couldn't then you stay, couldn't it was messed up before he got to New England. He couldn't just, stay off social media. He, right. he DMs reporters to try and investigate a woman who so had a relationship with. If he gets in, he'll, uh, I'm not convinced not he'll good. be able to stay in. Too, too much baggage there, so let's talk hoops. Team LeBron took down Team Giannis in the NBA All-Star game last night. The new format led to an intense finish. Doug, are you in or out on the new All-Star game format? In. And I, I like it. I mean, do I think we always have to have an Elam ending or we can't come up with another name nice for the Elam ending? Right. You know, a new name I mean, might be nice. Sure. Where's Paul ending? Um, <laughs> but I, I'm, I mean, like it, they competed. It, it, it felt like it did matter to him in the fourth quarter. It's an all-star game, which we, we, we watch less and less of the Major League Baseball all-star game. Nobody can stand the Pro Bowl yet somehow. There are people that actually watch, a ton of people that watch the Pro Bowl. I don't get it. And even bet on it. Last night was probably the best watch of any All-Star game in a long time. It got my attention, and I'm a basketball guy who hates the All-Star game, so I'm in on it. Mm -hmm. I am totally in. I'm so in that I wouldn't mind if the NBA – and I don't think the NBA needs changes, but I wouldn't be mad if they considered bringing this format – not so much the Elam ending, although that was nice – but the, the format of you win a quarter, you get something for it. So maybe if you win a quarter, you get an extra point at the end of the game or something like that. Like, I thought it was great because if a game's a blowout early, especially in this three-point shooting era, yeah. instead of it remaining a blowout, if I can win the quarter, almost get new life and start all over by winning the quarter, now it can it can remain competitive throughout the game. So I think maybe it's something they should even look at considering for the regular season, way down the line, but that's how much I'm in on well, it. Look, I I, it. I, let's, like, let's not go crazy on the regular season. It's like we're watching the XFL. We're like, ooh, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. Yeah, no, can, I'm not saying can, for sure, but right, you, you know, put, put, put in the back some things. Yeah. And, and part of the quarter thing does make sense to me when you when, – but there's the other side to it is when you rest your, play, you rest your star players – Knowing right. that, do you want to, how much do you want to extend them just to simply win a quarter? Um, and it's been used in the in the CBA, right. which used to be the NBA's minor league, in terms of the standings. You know, helping the standings based upon numbers of quarters won. Mm-hmm. But just for the All Star game, I like it. It's quirky, a little bit different, wasn't perfect. Officiating left a little bit to be desired, but it worked for me. I like the skills competitions. We're going to rerun to Saturday's dunk contest. Miami Heat star Derek Jones Jr. took home the trophy. Many believe that Aaron Gordon should have won. So, Chris, are you in or out on Jones winning over Gordon? Look, again, I don't want to take anything from Derek Jones. Clearly, he's got the between the legs thing down. (laughs) He's a tremendous dunker. One of the best we've ever seen in the contest. But, yes, Aaron Gordon should have won. Just if you look at, they gave him a 40, uh, Jones a 48 on his last dunk because it was a windmill from what? Maybe a little beyond the dotted line. It wasn't from the free throw line. So, they gave him a 48. Gordon should have got a 50 or at least a 49 on his last dunk. So, just from that, he should have won. But I thought he did the best dunk. Just bringing out Taco? Well, bringing out Taco, how can that not be a 50? There, there's, there's two parts to <laughs> it. Even if okay? he pushed his head down, there's, he's 7'5". There's, there's two parts to it, okay? So the Daytona 500 hasn't been run. It's going to be run a little later today yes. on Fox, right, because of the rain. Rain, yeah. 
This is a little bit like the Daytona 500 where just because you lead the whole race, you know, doesn't mean that, you know, there's a crash with a couple laps to go, you get passed. You don't get, you get points for the cup standings, but you don't actually get checkers, right? right? That's a little bit of what happened here. You thought he, he was, crashed on the taco dunk? No, no, but it was, it was, a, it was okay. I see no wreckage. It was, taco it was, might need a massage. It was good. We're, we're kind of over the jumping over guys and using them to propel them. I get it. Taco Fall is legit seven foot 12. Right. He didn't, He's, he didn't push no. off on the shoulder or anything like that. Like that. Uh, it's it, both of them are crazy, crazy dunks. I just love the idea. The judges admitted that they colluded, and somebody <laughs> screwed it up. Like, all right, I'm going to give it nine. Uh, nothing against my man D Wade, but you know, a little home cooking for his boy Derek Jones. Played with him last year in Miami. You, th- you think he's I, all like, oh yeah. I'm not going to accuse D Wade. It's like a movie. It's like, it's like, makes it's like go, we used to have this. Hmm. Remember when people watched Survivor? You know, right? Survivor, or, or uh, there's also Bachelor in Paradise. Where they all like, okay, we're all gonna do this. And yeah. then one is like, right, forget that. Do his own win. thing. That's I'm what Dwayne Wade did. Are you in or out though? Who should have won? Uh, I thought Derek Jones should have won. I thought he was a, he, I, you know, I, I, I think part of the Total argument line. thing is he should have won <laughs> his last one as well. Right. He, he's, he is an awesome dog. Next year, Derek Jones, Zach Levine, Aaron Gordon, Zion Williams, and John Morant. I think everyone's done with dunk okay. I know. I, I'm Chris has signed you guys up. Come on, Aaron. Okay. Zion, another lefty. So we have back-to-back lefties. Do it for the fans. Thank you for listening to the First Things First podcast. Remember, leave us a review and tell us what you think. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts and catch us on FS1 Monday through Friday, 6.30 a.m. Eastern. 